Everybody is vying for the same position, the same certification, the same training class, the same title. It is so jammed that if you just take a second, pull off on the side of the road, think about it, get off on an exit and build your own highway, then it's you're free to do what it is you want. And the reason why I was relatively never stressed when I was doing all those professional careers is because I was going after experiences. I wasn't trying to get the same title that this person was getting. Welcome to the Performance Mindset Podcast. And I'm your host, Amy Calandrino, CEO of Beyond Commercial. After a decade of providing expert commercial real estate advice and consultation to the business owners and investors I serve, I wanted to share some of the most inspiring and influential leaders I've met along the way. The goal of this podcast is to share valuable insights from these impactful individuals, as well as business and commercial real estate trends. If you want to grow, you're tuning into the right show. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Performance Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Calandrino. With more than a decade of advising business owners and investors, I wanted to connect you, my friends, to some of the most influential leaders I have met along the way. Today, I'm happy to have Maurice Villagine with me. And I actually connected with him because he had this incredible post on LinkedIn about this deal he had closed and everybody was talking about like, oh my gosh, that's so amazing. And he made it look so easy, but then he went back and showed us all the steps of it (laughs) dying, resuscitating and all the different things. And I thought that was super cool. And I can totally relate to that in, in my experience as a commercial real estate practitioner. But then also I admire that he does coaching and a number of different things. So I can go into your biography and um, share that you've been a public servant since 1997, federal agent, police officer. You've explored 100 countries. Has it ticked up at all since? Yep. How many are you at now? Just at 100. Uh, I'm I'm at, it's 97, but over 350 times now. (laughs) That's what? (laughs) You're a philanthropist and you are a lifestyle style, design coach, wealth coach, you do real estate. Is there anything else you do that I'm missing? Mm, I'm a dad, which I'm very proud of. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I think you, you hit the nail. I'm just, I'm, I'm, and you know what the thing is, is I'm not trying to be everywhere and be everything. I'm literally just trying to fill my life book and do things that truly resonate with me, helps people, et cetera. So when, sometimes when people read that biography, they're like, Jesus, this guy's a like a junkie or something. And yep. that's that's not the case at all. It's just that I am very aware that we have one go at this thing called life. Yeah. And when I get to the top of a mountain, let's say being an IT consulting executive for 25 years, I don't want to stay there. I want to right. get off that mountain, go back down and climb something new where I can meet someone like you and learn a new skill set and be exposed to different people around the world. That's the spice of life. So Uh, That journey is just reflective of my nature of wanting to be involved in a lot of different things. Yeah, I I call it actually Jeffersonian. 
So I ah. had the chance to visit his estate in Virginia. Yeah. And that was it was amazing. He had like the this room all about weather. He had another room where he wrote letters to people. Mm-hmm. He studied farming and all these different things. I like to call it Jeffersonian. I like I'm, it. I'm I a like person it. that like to try a lot of different things. And I find like it's a better way. <laughs> I, me too. <laughs> I talk about um so I have this brand called Try Life On. And when I do my coaching and there are the TLO principles, Try Life On principles. And one of them is the concept of and not or. And mm-hmm. we we were all, you know, you know how it is like when we're in high school and college and stuff. What are you going to be when you grow up? Why do I have to be one thing? Right. Where are you going to live when you grow up? Why do I have to live in one place? And there's nothing wrong with it. We need specialists, right? We need amazing doctors and what have you. But the idea of specialization came in during the Industrial Revolution Mm. for productivity purposes. They wanted people to become specialized in particular skills to push productivity through the roof when we were creating products, when we used to be a society that created products. It's just kind of held is like, you're supposed to be one thing. Nah, you can be whatever you want to be. So I like the concept of and versus or. That is... That is profound because I think that we put so much pressure on our children and different people in society. That's right. That you have to pick this path, but you know, perhaps you can pick this path and there can be some flexibility and or like Tom Brady calls it like pliability and you're, yeah. you're open and yeah. you can stretch, you know, beyond the confines of a it doesn't have to be like a box. It can, nah, it, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be a box. And I'm going to give you a good example. And it's fresh in my mind because I just posted on this. But okay, so I was an IT executive for 25 years. I was a street cop in D.C. for 15 years. I was a federal agent, lieutenant colonel during my 22-year military career. The entire time I was investing in real estate along the way. So I was a real estate investor and I was a traveler quite a bit along the way as well, obviously, with going all those countries. And I said to people, when I coach people now people feel stuck in their careers. Mm. And I said, well, one of the reasons you feel stuck is because the career highway is jammed. Everybody is vying for the same position, the same certification, the same training class, the same title. It is so jammed that if you just take a second, pull off on the side of the road, think about it, get off on an exit and build your own highway, then it's you're free to do what it is you want And the reason why I was relatively never stressed when I was doing all those professional careers is because I was going after experiences. I wasn't Mm. trying to get the same title that this person was getting. So I would leverage, for example, my consulting firm for a virtual job that I was supporting projects all over the world. And I was working in 11 different countries and what have you. It was, quote unquote, detrimental to my upward mobility in Mm. getting promoted. But I didn't care. Because I wanted the experience. I didn't want the right. title. So, you know, I, I just think it's people are just taking that one pathway and you can create something totally different if you want to. Yeah. I I just personally went through a whole evolution where I thought I wanted to have this big commercial real estate agent and bigger, yeah. better and had all these other, you know, agents. And then I realized I was just 
I wasn't living my whole life. It was just managing. And I wasn't able to have like that one-on-one connection with like the clients and counseling them. And so what I figured was what was really missing is having the construct of like a doctor has like a medical assistant, they have the nurse, they have all the different things, all the different extenders. So the doctor can get in there and give the person the advice. And so like, I went through that whole, but it was tough because like, you know, I had in my mind that I was going to do this thing. But then you have to understand it's just an experience. I I learned from it and it was an opportunity to try something I hadn't tried before. And then I realized there was a way of changing it and shifting it to better suit me and my family and, you know, and then also impact others better. That's it. That's it. I, I do. I do believe I'm totally with you on the on the real estate stuff and on the firm stuff. I mean, I started Quattro Capital, which is my firm with uh-huh. my four partners a few years ago. Real estate is beautiful. It can do an enormous amount of good for people while driving wealth at the same time. Yes. But I don't want to create this behemoth firm. I, yeah. I have zero interest in that. I have more so we have interest in leveraging it to experience a lifestyle that we all want, which is no brick and mortar, no having to be in one place, being able to do business from a computer and a laptop, being able to talk to our investors, because it's fun Like when you're shooting a breeze with your investors back and forth. I mean, I learn more from my investors, I think, than they learn from me, because it's all these worldly people with an enormous amount of skill or what have you. But you can create business Mm -hmm. to support your lifestyle my lifestyle is not my business. I'm not interested in like just doing that one thing and being known by that. I I like the roundabout nature of what we can do in life nowadays. And and real estate is such a tool to help people, you know, create wealth and and diversity and and can support the lifestyle in which which we live. And Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's, it's incredible. What do you think is... I think we talked a little bit about flexibility. Is there anything else that you think helps to to drive you to to create and curate this life that you have? Oh yeah. What do you think is that key characteristic that helps you to create that yep. what you define as success? Because it's different for everybody. Uh, to- totally. And if yeah. somebody wants to be a neurological brain surgeon and have that specialty because that's what drives them in life, then they should go for it. Right. For me, I subscribe to something called the five freedoms. So usually all of my activities will reside in one or more of those freedom buckets, time freedom, financial freedom, geographic freedom, ability to move around, freedom to execute your purpose. So while I was an IT executive, I wanted to be a street cop. So I found a way to do that. I don't want to punch off this planet not having had that childlike dream that I wanted. So I found a way to do it. Freedom to execute your purpose and freedom to build meaningful relationships. If somebody wants to, kind of like your podcast, right? Like you are connecting your listenership to someone like me who has ideas. So they will build a relationship with me for and you for these 30 minutes and they can go execute something. So I am developing real estate in Cyprus now on an island. The way that I was able to do that so quickly and build companies over there was not me. It's because I connected with an extraordinary person. He's a native of that island and he's a real estate developer. I brought him value. I flew to see him as soon as I realized who he was <laughs> and a new life started for me. In terms of lifestyle flexibility in the context of business, I'm always trying to, when I think about business or when I think about personal life too, it's always time freedom, financial freedom. Does this affect my mobility? Does this 
affect my geographic freedom in a positive way or a negative way. I'm not going to buy a Subway sandwich. I don't want to be in Maryland operating a Subway sandwich restaurant. I would prefer to be on my laptop sitting at my home right now in the D.C. area talking with you or sitting in Cyprus next week talking with you. I like the mobility of it. So when I do help people with their business ventures and ideas, I'm always asking them, well, what do you want out of this related to time freedom? Okay, to financial freedom. How are you going to generate it? How are you going to stay mobile? Is this going to support your need to execute purpose while you are alive on this planet? We, hmm. we, we, we've gotten into this thing where we just build business for the sake of building the yes. business. Yeah. And a lot of people leave the nine to five to go build something. And all they're doing is building another nine to five. Yeah. I have stayed very, very far to the left away from that just to remain flexible and to have a lifestyle. You know what I mean? But I, but I love to work, but I want it to be in a context where I can live too. Well, you don't want to be, you don't want to be told what to do. I mean, I just had someone yesterday that they, you know, we want, they want to have an intro call with me and he's like, well, how about 8 PM? And I was like, I didn't even know how to like respond. The fact that someone would have an expectation for like our very first like call where we, and you mm-hmm. know that I have two toddlers, like That's and my right. husband's like a trial attorney. So like I have primary responsibility for my kids. I mean, I have to have a job that gives me the flexibility to wear my number one hat, which is like mama. And like I got yeah. my household. <laughs> and yeah. so I didn't even know how to respond, but I just ended up having to tell the referral source, like, hey, you know, just like if you were going to go get like a colonoscopy done, you, you can't get that scheduled at eight, nine, 10 o'clock at night. That's like, right. You got to get it like done during the day. And he wants to take offense to that, then take offense to that. But yeah, like yeah. back to like time freedom, you don't want someone, you know, commanding upon you, like how you use your, your time. And I went through a whole re pivoting of my life. You know, and part of that was doing this podcast as I realized I that it. I could change my mindset and I could change, you know, the trajectory of my life. And that, you know, like you're talking about, I was not enjoying all the fruits of my labor of building this brand. And I had gotten to where I was like pigeonholed into like working mm-hmm. like all the time. And, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the reason why I do this is so that if I want to work out at 9.30 a.m., I can work out at 9.30 a.m. That's and right. I do that. I love what you said there. And I want to encourage people who are listening that your mindset can change. And I've posted about this on LinkedIn. I said, so I entered the work world in 97 and at my consulting firm. And I just real quick, the uh, yeah. side note. I yes. loved my my corporate experience. I'm very yes. grateful. But what right. I saw in it over 25 years was people giving chunks of their life away for things that didn't even mean anything to them. They would be mm-hmm. at the office from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. at night. It was insane. Right. My mindset shift. So I started in 97 and it was from analyst to consultant, consultant to manager, manager to senior manager, senior manager to partner. And when I got to senior manager and I'm, I was just like, all I keep getting is more responsibility mm-hmm. and more people to manage a little bit more pay, but the freedom's not coming. Mm-hmm. Like, isn't the, isn't that the point of work? So in 2012, when I noticed that, I was like, I told my boss the next role, just put me in a very high impact client role. Like yep. put me next to the client. I will get the outcome you need, which is selling client services and really doing good for the client. But I wanted the high client impact role least amount of hours for the max pay, and then take that pay, invest it in real estate and find my way to freedom. And that's that's what I did. Wow. I think we have totally forgot from a business perspective that the whole purpose of going to work in the first place was so later, you didn't have to work later. It's not that people would stop working, 
It's that we would have the option not to. And what people seem to do now is go to work with the goal being how much can I climb? What title can I get so I can get more and more and more? Where it really should be what you just said, which is flip the mindset and say, how can I use this amazing resource, which is this job? Mm-hmm. to create something that will give me the flexibility that I can plug into life and planet as intended. Yeah. It's not a destination, it's a resource. Mm-hmm. And if they I can like flip that. it, yes. if they can flip it to thinking about it that way, then people would orient their actions a bit better. That is like so profound and I think that there, there, then there's just this culture of uh just having to to do it all too and to mm-hmm. achieve all the goals. And I think sometimes I think the emphasis can be off of, you know, your own self and your own needs and your own family. And uh, yeah. you have like your, you know, five areas of freedom. And for me, like the top three things I try to do is faith, family, and, you know, fitness. And, you know, as I've continued to make those containers bigger and mm-hmm. actually make them priorities, not even just say that they're priorities, then that's just shifted everything, everything else. So, and just, if you told me a year ago that I'd be going to church two nights in the middle of the week this week, I just like told you that you were crazy. <laughs> but I think as you start to shift your mindset and you stop, start to actually create these to be blocks, then it, it fuels all of the other things. I so love that because you defined your own version of success in that yes. statement. You said faith, family, and fitness. Now that's driving your actions for what you do from a business perspective and a personal growth perspective, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Where people struggle, and when I do coaching to help people redesign their lifestyle, build lifestyle they don't need a vacation from is what I call it. (laughs) It's really hard. If you think about it, we went to 20, sometimes 30 years of formal schooling, and it told us what we are supposed to be. So it's very hard for people to break that conditioning, right? and Anytime someone, an amazing person like you has an idea of like, no, I want my life to be a bit different. Here's how I'm going to do it. Then neighbors, peers, coworkers, and sometimes even family pulls you right back to what they believe the status quo is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. When, when people have these amazing thoughts like faith, family, fitness, that should drive your actions with respect to building business and your mindset and what have you. It's tough. It's tough for people to make a shift of those mindsets, but you know, podcasts like these are really helping people because you and I are giving someone an excuse to think different and a support system to think different. So it's, it's, it's beautiful just kind of getting this kind of conversation out there. And what's the worst thing that's going to happen if you try to do these things? Well, it doesn't work. Like I think you just like you learn and you adapt and you grow. And I think there is also a fear of failing that is like precedent in in our culture too. It's like, you know, if I don't do this, then I can't possibly fail, you know, then I'm going to avoid that experience. And I I think it is important to have these conversations and let people know that it, it's not a failure. It's a learning opportunity. There is no failures. It's just, you either succeed or you learn something. There's no, (laughs) you know, and you're, you're not going to get the thing that you don't have if you don't do the thing that you've never done. Yeah. It'll be, it'll, it'll be status quo. So, but yeah, people, people can change. And a lot of times people think it's too late in life. Like, oh, I missed the boat. I'm too old. And no, there's, there's so much life to be had at 30, 40, 50, 60, like just mm-hmm. go after what you truly want. Yeah. 
don't don't be afraid. So yeah. you talk about you use this four hour time block. Oh yeah, <laughs> your day. Talk, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I want to thank the military for that. There was no military history in my family, uh-huh. but I got into the military because I needed a way to pay for college. So I was an officer in the United States Air Force and something called the Air Force Office of Special Investigations, which is the equivalent of the FBI, but in the Air Force. But when I would go to like basic training and get up for ROTC in the morning at school, I started to realize like, oh my God, I'm I'm getting all this shit done before the university is even awake. <laughs> it stuck with me my entire life. So when I did enter the workforce in 97, when I was 21 and I wanted to do real estate, I found a couple books and it passive income kind of got into my head. And I'm like, I can create freedom if I create this thing called passive income. Mm-hmm. Like, how was I going to get and build a real estate portfolio plus my need and desire to want to travel the world and all these other things if I didn't have the time? So 4 a.m. to 8 a.m. became my go-to hours. Mm-hmm. 4 a.m. to 8 a.m. is a four-hour block. That's four hours a day, five days a week. That's 20 hours a week, 80 hours a month, 960 hours a year. That's 5.71 weeks that you've created, almost a month and a half. Mm. So I'm like, no, you have time. You just don't have commitment to to yourself. Uh If you add another four-hour block on Saturday and Sunday, it's two months. You've created a 14-month year. Mm. So when people ask me, how did you have all these careers? And how did you find time to do real estate and stuff? primarily 4 a.m. to 8 a.m., but I didn't care. If I was at the IT consulting office, I did my work for my company, don't get me wrong, but from 12 noon to 1.30 at lunchtime, I was working on real estate. Yes. And then I would get home and I had a supportive partner and my kids were generally supportive. And then I would put my uniform for being a police officer on and I'd go patrol at 8.30. You, you will create time for the things that you want to do. So when people are like, oh, I don't have time, I'm like, no, you don't lack time. You lack commitment to self. If you want it, then mm-hmm. get up and go do it. Yes. Yeah. I, I think that's so, so true. When I had my first child and then I was pregnant with my second child mm-hmm. and I was like seven, eight months pregnant, I was working on an entrepreneur certificate and it was like every single afternoon I had to get on and do my homework and mm-hmm. get, you know, create this business plan and all these different things. And you just, I, you just have to make it like a commitment and, and block out that time and make it something that you can't uh, reschedule. That's right. Block it out or create it. And I will add, we are so quick to go solve a problem for our employer, which we should. They're giving us a wonderful paycheck. They expect a result and we, we should. But when it comes to solving our own life dilemmas or building a side hustle or something, We'll be like, I don't have time. Mm-hmm. It's it's uncanny, right? No, I, I don't have time because I got to go do this stuff at work. And you know that 80% of the crap you're doing at work is really wasteful anyway. We could be working on the 20% of the things that give us the, give us the 80% of results. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's really on us to make a gigantic shift in mindset and prioritize the time that we need to, you know, develop our own life skills and build our own businesses and support our family and faith, family and fitness, as you say, it's on us. Well, one thing, one time hack I give people that are parents and have children, and let's just say that they, they have their children home is you can go to like a YMCA or something and they'll give you two hours of childcare. Do you need to do a two hour workout? Just get your half hour, hour done. And then you still have like an hour to go like work on a book. And 
well, hopefully they won't fix the system. They also can't track you if you go to different wines. <laughs> <laughs> you just gave the hack of the century. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, you, you know, find like a way. You, you just find find a way. And that's yeah. like inexpensive. And then there's no no excuses. Like people, whether they have kids or what have you, you just have to have to find a unique way of making it happen. And speaking That's of it. making it happen, you hmm. talked about this one deal. So you did the post uh, on LinkedIn. And I think it was shared <laughs> by it. a lot of different people. Talk yeah. about the flow of, of that and like the mindset of continuing to put this like Humpty Dumpty back together again. And yeah. This is actually, this is probably on the extreme end of what happens, but you know, it's all about maintaining that mindset. So talk a little bit about that. It was on the extreme end. That was, that hits the top of the most stressful deal I've ever been a part of. Whether I'm working for my consulting firm back in the day before I retired or in Quattro Capital, as far as going after this deal. But what it was, was a $38 million, 240 unit complex, apartment complex in Houston that we were buying. Mm-hmm. And we were raising seven, borrowing twenty six million from the bank, raising seventeen million from investor partners to buy this amazing asset that we were going to improve and likely sell in the sixty five to seventy million dollar range in the future in a five year future. And I put the post out that we closed on it, and I we got all these congratulatory like that's amazing, you guys are rocking. And and what I did was I kept reading, and I'm like, these people have no clue what what this this yeah. hell has been. And the hell was we've entered a market, and if people in real estate, they'll know, but we've entered a market inflationary timeframe. The Fed was raising yep. rates, which means the lenders were raising rates, which means that anytime you went into a an agreement with a commercial lender to get a certain piece of debt, until that thing is locked in, they can move yep. the terms and all that type yep. stuff. So, well, yeah, they moved the terms and the deal started falling apart. I have investors who have sent millions of dollars and are expecting this deal to close in October of 2022. We could not get it closed. The buyer started to walk away. We had to keep the buyer confident of our ability to close. I mean, the buyer is very smart. Excuse me. The seller is very smart Uh in knowing, you know, all these things happening in the market, keeping the seller happy, finding a new lender, keeping almost a hundred investors at bay. And, you know, like, why 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 hasn't this closed? It's now November. We still haven't closed. It's now December. We still haven't closed. If you close beyond December the 31st, we're going to lose 100% bonus depreciation for the deal. Wow. There were so many factors that came into play. People's egos, people being hurt, investors really being upset, personal funds on the line because you know in these large scale deals there's earnest money that's up. I think we had a million dollars of earnest money. Wow. Half, half of it was mine personally. Wow. So if we lost the deal, that money would have been gone. To be able to piece this thing together and to keep it together, to get this thing closed. So we we should have closed in early October. We ended up closing December the 27th. It was three months of like wow. stress. So I put that post out that we closed this amazing deal and it was too congratulatory. It was too much. I wanted people to really understand right. all of the inner workings of what it takes to pull together something like this. And lastly, the most important thing out of all of that was the 240 families that are in those apartments and the 100 plus investors who had sent money. 
those 100 plus investors, it's not just their money that they're sending. Some mother sent $100,000 that she's been saving forever that she wants to invest to, to take care of her kids' college education. And that money's sitting in an account, not collecting interest for three months. Right. Yeah. It was tough. It was tough. But that was the genesis of that post was just social media can make things seem so easy uh-huh. and it's not. And that was my attempt to give people a behind the scenes look at how a deal can manifest or fall apart. And in this case, it manifested. And not and not giving up because there was so much on the line and you knew that it was the right opportunity and you had to put together all that work to, yeah. to make it happen. So. That's right. That's right. Wow. It was a good one. Wow. Well, I want to be mindful of your time yeah. today. I mean, this was great. We really got to talk a lot about lifestyle, mindset, and so many of the different things. And you know, some you you can also when I had that when I heard that post, like I could feel the empathy and humility, which is so like congruent with me. And like it's not about the money, it's about the nah, people. So it's much. the people. Yeah. It it, it, people. it is the people. I have to say, I started in single family real estate, small condos, mm-hmm. ninety thousand bucks here you know, down payment I save from my job, whatever. These are large scale deals that have 200, like that deal, 240 families living there. And we've made a commitment to improve the quality of it. We'll make money. Don't get me wrong. I want people to get a sense of like any deal that they see floating around LinkedIn or media in general. There's all these people that are affected by it. It's not just dollar signs. It ends up being someone's livelihood and someone, we we now employ seven people on the property. Like there's so much to it. It's not just make money. So I'm glad you brought that yeah. post up because the stress that you felt was like, I'm responsible for hundred people's money for 240 families getting what we think we can get. And it just, it didn't come across in a, we closed this deal. I, I didn't, I didn't like that, but that was the genesis. Thank you for bringing that up for me. Yeah. Well, and I think as I've gotten more mature in my life, I can easily see who are the givers and who are the takers in the world. And that post showed me that definitely you're like a giver that you have the empathy when you lay it on your head, on your pillow at night, like you can feel that it's like more than, is it really satisfying too, when you make money and all those other things? Yeah. But yeah what's the why? That's it. And, and even though you do all these different things behind it, there's a why of the people yes. that are are involved in all those things. So yeah, this was yeah. a wonderful, wonderful conversation. So well, thank you. I'm glad you I'm glad you reached out to me and let me yes. do this with you. <laughs> yes. And we'll have to stay in touch. And yeah, for how sure. do people stay in touch with you? Yeah. So they can find me on LinkedIn. I'm very active there. So it's just Maurice Philogene, P-H-I-L-O-G-E-N-E. The business that I keep referencing, so Maurice Philogene at LinkedIn, Maurice Philogene at Instagram, all the travels and all that type of stuff. The businesses that I referenced, Quattro Capital, the website is the Quattro Way, Q-U-A-T-T-R-O-W-A-Y, thequattroway.com. We buy and syndicate large-scale apartment complexes and some other stuff. So if you're interested, and then this whole thing behind me, Try Life On, you can go to trylifeon.com. I have lived three or four or five lifetimes, depending on who you speak to all at once before I'm even 50, but I'm very intentional about helping people design or redesign their lifestyles Mm. such that they can plug into earth and planet as intended, leveraging those five freedoms that we talked about. But I've gotten so good at it over the years. I'm like, why am I not helping people do what I've done? So that is trylifeon.com. And then there's a podcast coming out called Try Life On and even some media projects around the concepts that you can oh. use to build lifestyle. So look out for that. 
And yeah, I love to chat with people. So if anyone wants to reach out, please reach out. That's exciting. That's so exciting. Like to, yeah. to see and I've been able to do, kind of do that in my career and inspire other people to cross the bridge to investor class and create. The, mm-hmm. But I think the missing piece is, is the lifestyle. And so that's amazing that you've developed that. So and there therein lies my why real estate and all the other. I'm fine. Sure. Ha- whatever. We can make yeah. money. And but we have this one go at life. There's mm-hmm. 28,000 days in a lifetime. I'm at like 11,000 and change remaining if I'm lucky. Mm -hmm. What are we doing? We we, we are supposed to be faith, family, fitness, take care of yourself, enjoy life, take care of your kids, be faithful to your God or to not your God, whatever matters to you. And I want people to understand that the purpose of business is so we can either help people live or we can live well. Let's not get just lost in the making money aspect of it, which is where on came from because I want people to plug into life and planet as intended. Amazing. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in yeah. to another episode and be sure to like, subscribe, download all the different things and you know how to reach Maurice. Maurice.